and foremost, let's pay credit where credit is due, all right? I don't believe in pedestalizing or worshiping and false idols. <laughs> but there's nothing false about David motherfucking Bowie, man. And David Bowie, he would have been 77 years old today. Sadly, we lost him eight years ago to cancer. Eight? It, has, it can't be eight years ago. It was. He Is died it the really eight, he died eight the years ago? 69 on this day. Well, in no, two days from now in 2016. Holy shit. That's, that's eight years ago. It's been eight years, man. He's my favorite of all time. And luckily, I'm joined by a couple of great people tonight in addition to Sean Bernard. And we're going to talk about nothing but and listen, listen to nothing but David Bowie to celebrate his birthday here on The Brian Oak Show. Episode 200 and no, 300 and 400 and 365. <laughs> yep, 365. Right. The same number of days in a year except this year, leap which year. is a leap year. Now, if I, does that change my horoscope? Does that fuck me up if it's I a don't leap know. year? We'll have to ask Chris that. He'll, yeah, Chris will no. know the answer to that. Uh, he says no right now, but I guess, I don't know, man. I'm, after the last year, I've had my head's on a swivel right now. We're here in the Smart Start MN Studios recording on David Bowie's birthday, January 8th. Uh, Smart Start MN, Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. They signed on with us more than four years ago before we even recorded a single episode. How did you pull off that piece of chicanery, by the way? Well, I knew somebody that we had in common and uh, went over there and met with them. And then we talked to Ed and Mike and uh, they're just fantastic people. They're huge fans of you. And so that's what really helped. They didn't know me from Adam, Hmm. but they knew you. They love music and they loved what we were thinking about doing here. And crazy, like it's crazy that they're still with us. Four years later. In fact, uh, yesterday I went to see the Gophers beat Maryland with uh, uh, Ed Cohen and his wife Joan and had a fantastic time because the Gophers came back and beat Maryland. And now you say Gophers, but that could be their badminton team. It could be basketball. It's I don't basketball know season about. right now. Okay, very yeah, good. I yeah, guess yeah. it could be hockey too, or some. Yeah, I just, I, I, just else, I needed but, to dial it in, yeah. so I didn't really know for but sure. But it was awesome. So if you know somebody that drinks and drives and gets a DUI, Oof. they're probably going to have to go with something like Smart Start, and we can save you a little bit of extra money. Go to smartstartmn.com/slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. Even if you're still a little bloodshot in the eyes and forget that tag at the end there, it's way cheaper to get back on the road and get back to somewhat some semblance of a normal life than you think it's going to be with our friends at Smart Start MN. Also want to thank the most recent signee, our most recent supporter here in terms of endorsements, OA Design Build Architecture. You got it. That, thank you. <laughs> I, I, it just It's a matter of repetition, right? You got to yeah. build up muscle memory. Yeah. Yeah. You know, most champions, most athletes, you know, people like myself, you have to get used to doing something before it becomes second nature. Just like it is with OA Design Build Architecture, they do high-end design, build, and architecture, and at the very least, you should sit down and talk with them. If you've got ideas about things you'd like to do to an existing commercial or residential property, or maybe you're starting from the ground up. These are people who are going to make sure that you've got something you will be proud of for the rest of your life. Yeah. And they really work at such a great pro level. They hire all their people. They give them insurance, et cetera, et cetera. I bring that up because a lot of other companies like theirs subcontract everything out. Yep. And those people are on a per job basis. Really, really cool company. We really trust them. We really like them. And we get to go check out the Pillsbury Castle, which they are redoing. They gutted it and are redoing 
the entire interior of the Pillsbury Castle. Two things about that. One is, I don't know if it's because we were getting a tour from the boss, but every single person they have working under them was 100% cool. We were tromping right through the middle of where they were trying (laughs) to get work done, but they were cool about it, which is an exemplification of the management and the powers that be, Mike Anshul and everybody over there. But two, that place is wild. It's a proper castle, man. Yeah. Really, really cool building, and the, just the math that goes into some of the stuff. When you're dealing with walls that have been around for a very long time and are maybe not exactly plumb, I mean, things are not square and level. He showed or, us a couple spots where yeah. it's like, you see those two bricks right there? Because of erosion, those are literally holding up this end of the house. Yeah, and they had to patch in other bricks and everything, and they're and like, iron it stood there like that and, for a yeah, while, and I was crazy. like, ooh, not good. But yeah. if you want to renovate your home, uh, just go to oadesignbuild.com. They also still have these certificates available. Would make a great Valentine's gift. You don't say. That are on until uh, Feb- February 10th at their website. But you can do a small project just to get a kind of a taste of what it is that they do. They mentioned something like, you know, building a bench in your in your mudroom or something like that. That's, that's going to look great, last you well beyond your lifetime, and mm. give you an idea of what it's like to work with OA Design Build Architecture, oadesignbuild.com. So this coming Friday is a very special event, and what a week to do it, because today, Monday, the 8th of January, is the birth date of David Bowie. Would have been 77 today, but we lost him, RIP, just about eight years ago. Uh, and he um, died, and was on this day, actually, on, on the year of his death, 2016, that he released his final studio album, Black Star, which I listened to that day in in some depth. And I was like, that's cool. That's really good. Then two days later, he died. And I realized that the actor, which he called himself, and he always had been throughout his career, that doesn't mean chameleon. You know, I hate when people use the term chameleon for him because he wasn't just copying whatever came along. As much as he was aware of the times around him, he was an innovative and crucial and elemental part of that alchemical formula that was happening around him. He is, there's one of the, it's one of the reasons he's my favorites of all time, but I realized that last record he put out, it was his swan song. Yeah. It was his epilogue. It was, mm-hmm. he did it as the actor. He knew he was dying and wrote a song from that sound point, or from that, that sound, the viewpoint. So two days later, I listened to the record again after I found out he died. And it was an, a 100% different record, a completely what 180. Mm. It was wild. But we're not going to hear a song off that right here. We're going to go back to the era where I first found him. You know, you talk to different Bowie fans, and I think they like Bowie from different eras, depending on when they found them, kind of like Fleetwood Mac or Beastie yeah, Boys sure. or whatever, right? Um <clears throat> I had obviously heard the big David Bowie hits when I was a kid on the radio, but when I really got into him initially was 1984's Let's Dance. It was such a massive year for music between Prince and Husker Du and David Bowie. I got really, really into this record and then stayed with him, but also went back and did a hardcore dive on the past. But this right here, man, this is one of the lesser known tracks off this record, Let's Dance. And the other morning I woke up and it was in my head. And it was one of those songs where I'm like, like, what the fuck is that? And I spent most of the day wondering. And then finally, out of nowhere, I'm sitting in my car and it popped (laughs) into my head. It's called Criminal World, David Bowie on The Brian Oak Show.
My favorite part of the song that end there. You know, I'd actually kind of forgotten for a minute there. I mean, like you go back to the 70s when Bowie was doing his Plastic Soul period and he founded Luther Vandross. I mean, he ended up being a background vocal right. a vocalist for him. And then suddenly here's Luther, one of the most successful R&B and soul singers for the next 10, 15 years. And on this particular record, and then unknown, Stevie Ray Vaughan got pegged somehow out of nowhere. Did Nile Rodgers know who he was? Where did Stevie Ray Vaughan come from on that record? I feel like I read that Bowie was in Texas and saw him somewhere. I'm probably completely wrong, but... No, that, that seems right. Yeah, I think he did see him, but he was pretty much like the up-and-coming like deal back then. But yeah. I mean, like but like a For blues guitar guitarist, right? I mean, like yeah. Texas blues, but that was very Bowie because even back in like the, the Berlin trilogy, when he told Fripp to come in, he's like, just go in and play something for this song. We'll play the track behind it. Just play over the top. Right. But he's like, any themes, any lyrics, any anything? He's like, no, just do whatever you want. And then they boiled down all the tracks and he didn't even write the lyrics till weeks later. David Bowie blows my fucking mind. I'm Brian Oak, and that is my friend Sean Bernard right over there. And it is time to welcome our guest today. John Eller, Chris Paraselli are here because they are part of a huge show coming up. Before we talk about the right. show, um, I feel like Chris Paraselli is little man and John Eller having been in about 4,500 bands probably in the last... <laughs> something uh, like that. Something yeah. along those lines. I feel like we've had you both on the show before, so we don't really have yeah. to go down memory lane. But you're two Minnesota staples, and you've got a huge show coming up this Friday, the week of Bowie's birth and the week of his yep. death. Bowie week. And then this Friday, January 12th, it's called A Holy Place to Be, Acoustic David Bowie at the Hook and Ladder. Tell me more about it. Tell me why. Tell me what to expect. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, and it is a holy place to be. You know, we, we, we started, uh, you know, we wanted to make something that was a bit more intimate and that people could sing along to, yeah. and it's not a big, you know... Um, you know, like uh, the Rock for Pussy shows that we did at First Avenue. It's, it's, this is just a little bit more laid back, and it's simple, and people can sing. And we wanted it to be community-based, you know? Bowie Church, as we also call it. So, I mean, you're talking about inviting sing-alongs, no matter whether or not people oh, yeah. can sing. Yeah, you want people... them to come down and celebrate the the hymnal Absolutely. of St. Bowie. Exactly <laughs> that. Yeah, Let's sing all along. sing it. We'll all Everybody. feel it, and you know what? It creates... A really great, great atmosphere. To I be realize a part of. there are only four days left until this particular event, so it's probably too late now. But I'll bet you could find someone locally who would be more than happy to create little hymnal books for you the next time oh, yeah. you do we this. We talked about that. So at one people point, could but... sing along. Mm -hmm. If you'll please all turn now to page twelve right. in your hymnal yeah. as yeah. we enter into quicksand, and then <laughs> yes. boom, bring everybody along for the ride. Yeah, we've we've discussed that a little bit. There'd be a lot of paper involved, but a lot of paper. But I yeah. mean, maybe we can just be all online, so they just pull it up on their phone, and they're all there, oh, ready to go. But then you know? they're looking at their phones. That's not the holy place. That's not the church experience, man. You have yeah. to flip through a dirty book, and he will raise me up on <laughs> eagles. Yeah. See, Sean laughed. You yes, two clearly I did. did not grow up yeah. in the Catholic yeah. Church. We don't right? need to be seeing people's faces glowed up in the audience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Actually, that sounds kind of creepy and spooky and fantastic. Very diamond dogs, right? Right there, <laughs> John Eller and Chris Paraselli. You have uh, you. Neither of you are strangers to Bowie, right? And so, how long? Uh, our mutual friend Mary Lucia, 
long ago decided she was going to start an event that would raise money for no-kill cat shelters called Rock for Pussy. Rebel, Rebel, Rock for Pussy. And it is a cavalcade. There's sort of a core band, but then all kinds of different people would come by. John, you were the band leader for that, correct? R? Yeah. um, I mean, does it still happen? She she, Currently... we're talking about trying to get it happening again. Okay, it's hard right. to say. It's, it, there's a lot of moving parts. It's but for many years, a lot of work. Yeah, this was an annual event, and it was great for cats. It, obviously, the source material is brilliant, and yeah. we've got we've got such a wealth of talent in this town. It was a really cool night. I remember going yeah. many years in a row. Well, yeah. she she had lost her father, and she wanted to do something, kind of in remembrance of him, and I believe. In in Mary Lucia style, I think she said he hated cats. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> oh God, right. I could be wrong. I could be so wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that was the case. So, and she she didn't know what what artist she thought we'll, we'll do like a kind of a tribute to. And she said, "How about like Elvis Costello?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's cool." And then the name Bowie came up, and we're like, "That's it, right?" Bowie, There's so much to do. There's his his arc of. Artistry is just so wide. Well, and it's so visual. People show up and put all the makeup on like it's Rocky Horror or something, and singing Love along, it. right? Right. Singing along and weeping because some of the music is so so moving. Uh, Hunky Dory is an album that I have a hard time putting on and listening to all the way through. That's my favorite. It's also my favorite. There are the well, I say that, but then I go back and listen <laughs> to the man who sold the world. Yeah. That's my favorite. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, John. Thank you very yeah. much. As an album as a whole, it's a great album. Like vinyl, it's a great vinyl record, too. You it's know? got everything on it. I mean, like the triumphant, youthful anthem of changes to kick thing off kick things off. And then it goes all over the map. It goes sci-fi. It goes Nietzsche. It goes My Brain is Broken and I'm not going to make it. It's it's such a perfect record. So when it'll be the two of you, who else is going to be performing? Go ahead, Chris. Well, well, well I got it right here. Yeah. I, I mean, I got, I got. Well, I just, I, I don't want to, I don't want to put anybody in the spot or make you feel like you're leaving anybody out. But Steve Price, who I know well, used to share a fourplex with that dude back in 1989. Oh, oh my gosh, like uh, singles. He well, kind of. Except we didn't hang out very often. But he always had that that goofy smile he gets on his face. He's had that <laughs> his entire adult life. Uh, Noah Levy, who I just saw a couple of weeks ago performing down at the Parkway Theater. Uh, Joseph Patini, Kent Millister, Janie Winterbauer, sweet Janie. Michelle Massey, Leslie Ball. Like Leslie Ball, Leslie Ball? Leslie yes. Ball, Leslie Ball. Right on. Katie McMahon and other special guests are going to be there. So how, when you come to a catalog, as expansive and almost daunting as David Bowie's, how do you decide what you're going to play? How do you curate the yeah. right, especially since you're going acoustic on this one? Right. I mean, you could do a cool acoustic version of Suffragette City, but, you Absolutely. know, we yeah. do. We, we, we Fabulous. Do. <laughs> so the, the most outside one, we were talking about doing Beauty and the Beast, but I think we just finally realized that's a little too... Um, what electronic? Yeah. I, I, we didn't, we didn't, didn't, didn't quite know what to vibe, do. It. Really, and we maybe we'll do it next year. But yeah. but uh, um, so so but, what, I mean, what is the metric, right? Like I mean, so do you like give it a shot and try it on the acoustic guitar, and you're like, if it doesn't if it doesn't sound right, if we don't think yeah. that we could, we maybe just we get just there? do whatever we want to do, and if it if it doesn't work, which is usually not the case, if we, if we work on it, it, it it's yeah, because you can get there. We can get there because we got great musicians. Yeah, <laughs> right? we got a good band, and we yeah. can make things work you know uh but we've got a such a great list of songs and we've been playing these songs for a while so 
it's just a matter of, yeah, just playing them acoustically and seeing if they work and we can just change them up and, a little and, bit. And we know that there needs to be a certain amount of popular slash hits, but also the people that are coming are hardcore fans and they're going to know pretty much the entire catalog anyway. So we can also do some some deep cuts. Like we're, this year we're doing Unwashed and Somewhat Slightly Dazed. Wow, that goes back a ways. That's from, from yep. Space Oddity or the first right. album, yeah. The very first record, yeah. Not to, not to give away the secrets, but... Well, the wild-eyed boy from Free Cloud, man. I mean, like, right? that early stuff is, it's a different animal, and that's why I like him. I liked watching it evolve over the years, and I'll admit, like, a lot of people, and probably people with Prince as well, right. they checked out during the later part of the 90s and the early 2000s. They're like, ah, you know, it was cool back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever, and then they checked out, and I'm guilty of some of that, but then you go back and you listen to Outside, you know, or... Um, any one of those records that sort Heathens. of oh, there there's good 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 stuff in there. But you know, if you never gave it a listen in the first place, then well, lucky you, you've got something to go back and discover. You talk about going a little bit deeper on the playlist for this event coming up at the Hook and Ladder on Friday, a holy place to be, acoustic David Bowie. Now, this is by no means an acoustic song, but it is a deep cut. In fact, I never heard this until Ryko re-released the entire Bowie catalog on CD. Think back in 97, 98, somewhere oh, I think around. I it was earlier than that. Was, was it even earlier than that? 93, yeah. 92? Yeah. Okay. Yep. But, but on each one of them, they put out four previously, three to four previously unreleased bonus tracks. Mm. Um, that was the first time I ever heard this song. I don't know anything about this song. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 recorded during the Hunky Dory period. And I think I might have had it on some bootleg at one point, but I'd kind of forgotten about it until the Ryko version came out. And yeah, Bombers.
That's an awfully good one. So you can now, on various other compilations, find all those previous unreleased tracks. But in the early 90s, when Ryko did that re-release stuff right there, most of these songs had never been heard before, either variations on other tunes or just vault songs that no one had ever heard. Before the yeah. internet. Oh. I had a Ryko, um, the first Bowie that I got into was a Ryko cassette. And that was, you know, the hits. Yeah. And that's just what I knew for a while. But like, that, but you know what? That's not a bad hits compilation to have. If you're going to pick someone to be playing the, the tape over and over right, again until right. you wear it out. Are you talking like changes Bowie or something yeah, different? Yeah, I think it was that. That was the first thing yeah. I got turned on to as a kid. My my brother, yeah, turned me on to that. And I, it wasn't until years later when I, I was living in Chicago and my my bass player played for me, uh, White Light White Heat, the BBC sessions, and then I first heard yeah. Uh, Mick Ronson, I was like, what? That guitar, that energy, that is what, that that drew, drew me in, and then I had to listen to a whole bunch of Ziggy stuff, you know? It, well, I, that Bowie at the Beeb record is so good. Yeah, it's Because he's, he's almost dispensing with <clears throat> the Ziggy persona at that point, but not yeah. just yet. He's still got a little gas oh. left in the tank. <laughs> oh, You're making me think of their cover of Let's Spend the Night Together by the Rolling Stones, which is as explosive and exciting. I will not say it's better than the original because you just can't do that sort of thing, but God damn, it's good. Crazy <laughs> crazy genius Mike Garson on, on piano. Yeah. Just amazing. And that, he still plays, right? He still plays. He does He does uh, uh, like Zoom lessons. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I was I was going to check in with him. I just I went to a chicken shit. I, I don't, don't want oh, to say to Mike Garson. You. I just be like, I, you don't want to say anything. You're, you're really awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. I really like, you know, remember that one time you played that one? Remember that, like, dee, 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 can you teach me that? I wanted him to show dee, me how to play the Aladdin Sane. I don't know if you can if you can hear that in your head, that kind of crazy splashing yeah, yeah. of high notes. And it, oh my God, I didn't know how you even approach. He's genius. Well, and, and I mean, that is the intro to Bowie's cover of Let's Spend the Night Together, that absolute cacophony. Oh, and then it all just gets super sexy from there. God damn, I miss David Bowie. <laughs> Speaking of David Bowie, uh, the three of us, the four of us, are not the only fans of David Bowie on the planet. I think that's well noted. As you just pointed out, Chris, Google's got Bowie on their search yeah. thing today. <laughs> that's wonderful. That's super amazing, actually. He's a freaking icon. That's but, it. Well, he is. Not Elvis. Bowie, right? Right, and because Elvis's birthday today as yep. well. Exactly. Look, man, Bowie gave weirdos a soft spot to land. That was it back back then. Back then, there was it wasn't okay to be a weirdo, you know. And I'm not talking about your gender identity. I'm just talking about being an awkward fucking freak, someone who does not see yeah. the world like the average everyday individual. Bowie gave you somebody to hang on to. Somebody who's like. That makes sense, you yeah. know, and like, and in a world where there's not very much of that, that can be everything. Yeah. It's liberating for people to see that and witness, you know, that sort of, you know, style of person or that sort of energy and what he gives off and what he produces and how he is. That's that's a liberation for a lot of people, you know, and it's very unique. Everybody feels like it's special to them personally, you know, when they tap into, you know, one of his vibes. I'm an alligator. I'm a mama papa coming for you. 
I'm a I'm space, a, I'm a space invader. invader. <laughs> the rock and roll bitch for you. My favorite line from that song is oh, it comes up next. Yeah. Don't fake it, baby. Yeah, that's a, that's Lay the real thing on me. And that's all I want out of life at all, ever. Totally. Anytime. So not so long ago, I don't. How many years ago was that Bowie exhibit going around to various museums around the country? It was country? about a year before he died. It was. Oh, so yeah. he was still alive when it went down. Yeah, Chris and I drove down to Chicago to, to, to see it. Now, it was amazing. It was yeah, amazing it was how fantastic. much my social media feed filled up with people people taking pictures, people yeah. telling stories, people sharing songs. What was it like to go through that exhibit in Chicago? I'm glad that we got to see it before he passed. Yeah. I, have, I have a feeling seeing it post uh, being on this planet, it would just have a different feel altogether so this was this was in the moment and we knew that he was still a vital living human being and it was it's right. just cool to see oh my god he fit into that tiny little outfit yeah, or, or whatever it was <laughs> there's his coke spoon from when he was living in berlin that literally was at, at, at <laughs> right wow. right i'm surprised there was anything left of the spoon <laughs> i understand that was a very active time cycle chris what yeah. was your favorite part of it uh i liked seeing the uh yeah the costumes are in real life yeah and like the uh, actual iconic costume yeah, right yeah that one that we're seeing right there the that classic japanese one with the yeah, yeah. with the, the black and white stripes uh-huh. to see that in person is just unbelievable to see it like actually there that's why and a lot of life-size uh imagery and it was very emotional and there was just so much to see and hear. It was, it was like big really multimedia great. stuff, yeah. like with yeah. a video yeah. and songs and images and art and artifacts. Yeah, and- things sketchpad things like he he would draw stage maps with with lighting placement and cues. He was like kind of that tweaky and dialed in. He was just seeing the whole thing, crazy focused. Have either of you ever seen Mr. Bowie live? No. Yeah, yeah, you I have. Saw, yeah, I saw him. Yeah, it was the. Uh, um, Never Let Me Down tour, 87, with Peter Frampton on guitar. Okay. Wow. I mean, I, what am I thinking? I also saw him when he pl- he played uh, his last time here in 2008, I want to say. At Target Center, yeah, where they yeah. cut it in yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Macy yeah. Gray was the opening yes, act. Exactly I was there. Right. I, I was, was there. That was one of my favorite shows ever. He oh, seemed man. so cool and, and comfortable with he himself. He did five and, years at that show, which is not one that he pulls out on the yeah. regular, and it was spectacularly good. Do you remember what he good. opened with? Oh, I didn't know there was going to be a test. <laughs> I, did, I do not remember what rebel, he Rebel, Rebel. Oh, well, and see, here's the thing, man. What I like about Bowie is Bowie is the actor, which means you have to give the people what they want. That doesn't mean you have to go out and be a human jukebox. You can go deep. You can be weird. You can change a song from what its original intent was, but you can't be an utter dick like Van Morrison and just come yes. out with your back to the crowd yeah. and just play garbage songs Agreed. the whole time yeah. or songs Lord. literally no one's ever heard. Bowie is a showman. That's That was his whole bit his entire life. So opening up with Rebel Rebel is brilliant because you're like, well, what's he going to play for an encore? I don't know. I can think of 40 Does, songs on the top of my head. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I felt like at that, this, that show, he, he sort of took down the fourth wall and that he didn't seem like he was doing a character. And it may very well have been him just acting because, as you said, that's what he does. But performing. It, seem, it seemed like yes. he was just kind of yeah. winking at the audience and, like, again, just having fun. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting on here in, in years. I'm having fun. And you love these songs. And here we are. And let's... I think at that point, in his well-established sobriety and his comfort in his own skin, I I think you're right. I don't think he, I mean, he wasn't trying to do anything glamtastic or wild, right? But but it all felt very real, man. It felt very genuine. At the end of that show, my buddy Jason said, should we go get a beer? And I was like, 
No, man, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I literally, I had to go home. I didn't have it in me to hang out and talk after that. I, I was, whew, I was through the ringer. Uh, both John and Chris are going to be part of this Friday's A Holy Place to Be Acoustic. David Bowie at the Hook and Ladder. Let's hear another song. And if I'm not mistaken, my good man, Chris, you picked this one. What? Tell me why. I, I just love Starman. It's it's a great great song, and acoustic wise, you know. Uh, a great tune for us to be playing for us for everybody to be singing along with on that chorus. I mean, it's fantastic. This might yeah. be the song they sing the loudest on to. I, I have probably, a feeling. you know, when he's the, well, think the about star that man. chorus, man, where the chorus goes, duh, duh. duh. Yeah, 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 like that's, that's like amazing. Bowie's national anthem or something. <laughs> it's it's a very popular tune and it's it's good. This is a slightly uh, different version, just ever so slightly. This is from the top of the pops.
That is an exceptional version of it's that particular great. track. That's be- Never thought of ending it that way, Chris. That's kind of an interesting... Uh, Might have to change it up on Friday night. Right? Almost like a Morse code kind of thing going on there. Well, that that's in the... the, the da, 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 yeah, but yeah. To, going on in the rest <clears throat> of the song, but yeah, to end with it. Huh. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens. We'll talk more about the gig in just a second. But first, I do have to check in with my friend, my colleague, my co-business owner, my... my Man who sold your house. Sorry, I'll never, (laughs) ever... I promise I'll never do that. Pretty good. I'll never do that. Actually, don't don't make that promise. That was really sort of interesting. I enjoyed that. What a cheesy, awful thing that would be if somebody actually did that. It'd only be cheesy if you whipped out an acoustic guitar and played along with it, all right? Or a ukulele. You are the man who sells the houses and helps buy the houses and helps people with what they need in terms of real estate matters. You work for Remax Results. How are things going right now? I know you've been busy lately. I have been busy, yeah. It's, uh, I, I feel fortunate to be selling homes in January because the perception is that nobody buys or sells in January, but it actually happens, especially when winter doesn't come until about today. Right. So it's been uh, it's been busier than usual. I'm grateful for that. If you know of somebody looking to buy or sell this year, it doesn't have to be next month or the month after that. I love to pre-plan with people. Um, I love to go into your home and kind of talk about what you'll need to do to prepare for sale. Um, but give me a call, 612-859-2594. That number is also textable. And I donate a portion of every buy and sell to an area musician or band. In general, obviously, I know it's different for everyone because yeah. of the needs that they have. But this is always a question that I'm wondering about, especially right now. Um, if someone is thinking, I'm going to be selling later on this year, yeah. when do you recommend they start the process with you? I mean, probably sooner than like a month out front, right? Like we should start talking three, four, five. How, how soon should we start talking if I want you to sell my house? Let's just go hypothetical, June 1st. Oh, now. Now. Yeah, yeah there are people that I've helped a year or two in advance, and that two years is kind of a long time. But, yeah. But I don't mind a year. I don't mind six okay. months. The reason is, especially if you've been in your home a long time, which right. people are our age, they tend to have been there for many years, there's a lot of work to do. Yeah. More than they can imagine. Uh-huh. And so they get very overwhelmed. So <laughs> I, I have this little system where I say, okay, it's January. Yeah. Here's what you do in January. Here's yep. what you do in February. And we go all the way till the, the date where we're going to list and the home. And they're like, oh, it's a year away. Oh, I, don't I don't have, have to, to worry about anything. that. And then suddenly. But it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's sell, donate, trash. You know, here's what you're going to do with these. And I'm a huge fan of those storage bins. Oh. Uh, they're just wonderful. Dude, roll so, up a dumpster. Yeah. Have them drop off a pod, yes, yes. store what you want to keep, yeah. and really trash the rest of it. It's time for a change. Exactly. But just give me a buzz, 612-859-2594. I'm not going to like pressure you into anything either, which some people do. They go in for the, the real high pressure thing, like, hey, hey, hey. So hey. irritating. Yeah, yeah, no, and luckily yeah. Sean's a cooler guy than that. So, it, it, I mean, well, <laughs> that, in all sincerity, if it's already such a hassle-filled process that, that certain things, certain hassles cannot be unhassled, man, okay? And um, you just working with good people makes a huge difference, and I suppose that's true in every walk of life. John Eller and Chris Paraselli are here. We're going to do one last big push on the event coming up on Friday, but before we do so... Are there still tickets available? I need to ask that. We haven't mentioned that yet. Uh, do you there know? are tickets available. Wonderful. Good. It's at the Hook and Ladder this coming Friday, January 12th. Before we give it one last big push, though, um, I want to ask both of you... We got a brand new year upon us right 2024 is out in front of us first of all i'd like to know your thoughts 
and what you're thinking about as you look forward. And are either of you working on other things that other people might be interested in the coming year? That And you're not required to have an answer for this. Like, it's not going to be like, oh, not working on a new record. Hmm, I see. I, uh, I, I, I don't really have an, <laughs> I don't have an answer. Um, all right, that's fine. I would like to become more um, motivated with, with songwriting. I've kind of, kind of, during the pandemic, I kind of went off and didn't do much. Right. And so I still haven't really uh, put my foot on the gas to, to change that. I'm, I'm guessing Chris is a lot more motivated than me. Well, clearly he is, but what? <laughs> come on. Yeah, I put on a good front. Uh, no, I'm, yeah, I'm into, um, I've got astrology going very well now. Um, I've got uh, certification, so I'm jumping into this new year and the future with that. Uh, so I'm happy about that going Do forward. you mind if I ask you a question about that? All right. And again, only because, and I ask from a skeptical tone, not because I'm a disbeliever, but because I think there are a lot of people who are like, what do you mean you got certified in astrology? Like, sure. how do you get certified in astrology? Well, you go to an astrology school and there's teachers there and you go through their process of uh, being taught by <clears throat> specific people, or in this case, it was um, a specific person. And you go through and you do... Uh, a bunch of different charts with your teacher, with another person, uh, like their clients. So you're sitting in uh, on their uh, session. And then I do my session with this person, and then basically my teacher talks about how to do it better and what I'm missing and what I... Compares critique. notes. Yeah. yeah, right. So I'm learning, I'm being taught by somebody, and then when I get to a certain level, then there's a certification from this person. Uh, so you can do that through a bunch of different schools. What does your astrological chart tell you that your 2024 is going to be like? Oh, gosh. And don't yeah, tell me you haven't no, done it yet. Really? Seriously, I've not. Really? I've not looked at it into the future of this year. I'm I'm more kind of contained to what's happening more in the present moment. And One day at a time, bit, baby. You know? Yeah. Looking at the, full, the, the, the new moons and how that works. But there's a lot of change going on. Uh, a lot that has to do with structure mm. and um, uh, discipline, you know, uh, Capricorn season. So making plans and stuff like that. Do So now that you're certified, are you doing it professionally? Could people reach out to you and say, Absolutely. I would love Chris Paraselli to tell me what the fuck is going Absolutely, on? Absolutely, I can and I would love to. And I would How? love to talk to you about what's going on with you, too. No, Christ, but. I don't think you got that kind of free time, my good man. <laughs> it's um. astrologywithchris.com and astrologywithchris at gmail. Cool. All right. Very good, man. Well, uh, it's lovely to see both of you again, and I wish you the best this week. Doors are at 7 o'clock this coming Friday night at the Hook and Ladder Theater. A holy place to be. Acoustic David Bowie with an incredible cavalcade of really talented local musicians. Everyone obviously on this list, and both of you deep Bowie fans, but the Bowie fans, they're everywhere out there. And so I have a feeling you're going to have a throng there, and they're going to be singing along. Yep, let's gather up. Do you like it when people sing along? I, what I, I like it when people sing along. It's when they start clapping that I start to hate it. Because <laughs> they can't clap in time in Minnesota. Thank I, you, I, it's so it's, oh, it's fucking not, it's, frustrating. It's not just Minnesota, God baby. damn it, man. It bothers I've been me. All over, I've been all over the country, and people start clapping, and uh, they can't help but go faster and faster. Oh, it's, it's like, just... No, no, this is a 
thoughtful song. But it's song. offbeat too, and they're like, "There's some people doing." You know, it's like, "Oh, come on, people." I think drummer <laughs> drummers in particular probably are really bugged by that. I have to ask Noah. I'm, I'm, I'm betting he's not a fan of that. Yeah, he's a pro. What would uh, what would be the final thing you would say to get people to get their asses out to the driftwood? Uh, pardon me, not the driftwood. Sorry, my bad. The hook and ladder this coming Friday evening. Why? It's a great community vibe to be a part of, and we're all singing and celebrating David Bowie. Doesn't get much better than the that. Church of Bowie. I don't think That's it gets right. any better than that, gentlemen. Good luck this Friday, and happy 2024 to both of you. Thank you. You thank as well. You. Same to you, Sean. Great to see you both, by Great the way. Great to see you, Sean. Uh, I want to thank Smart Start MN. I want to thank OA Design Build Architecture. I want to thank the good people at Audio Equip. Uh, they are the ones who have provided us with good enough equipment to make our podcast sound pro- just professional enough that we've made it 365 episodes. Uh, and thanks to everybody who's ever listened. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thanks to everybody who's ever listened, amplified, shared, fed back, Patreon members. Thank you so very much. We'll let you know when the ideas start to percolate for our first Patreon event of the year. Hopefully next month sometime, maybe later in the month. Yeah. You'll be uh, doing something. Yeah. It's weird. You think it's the quiet, dark time of the year? I, basically every weekend I have between now and the end of February, maybe even early March, is spoken for. And I don't like leaving the house. I don't like doing things anymore, man. I'm an old man. I like to lay under the covers with my cat. Watch Shorzy on TV. <laughs> Anyway, I want to I want to bring up I want to bring up Shorzy, but we are out of time, my good man. So we are going to say goodbye right here. David Bowie's he had been he had been trying for almost a decade before he hit with the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, and it was a career defining moment. Now, of course, he had many great records after that, but this was the first time he was a truly well recognized international superstar and so of course he celebrated by almost immediately breaking the band into pieces and casting Mick Ronson aside the only thing I don't like about Bowie but um (laughs) the record was such a big deal they had to give him time to sort of regroup you know like you have a big victory you don't just keep marching on all the way you got to kind of regroup take a deep breath decide what you're going to do for your next step and that regrouping in this particular case came in the form of an all covers album called pinups with the gorgeous twiggy stand next to David Bowie, both of them looking highly robotic. Yeah, no, that was actually, so I did a little digging at one point, that was actually a rejected photo for a cover of Vogue somewhere in Europe, and they did that together, and it was never used, and Bowie apparently loved the photo, and it's obviously brilliant, Uh, and he's like, let's use that, because, you know, Twiggy, pinups, the whole thing, but the whole premise is the album was an album of nothing but covers of really, really great bands, British bands, It it was a good, good covers record. Why are we going with this song? Somebody's got to say something. Because it swings like a motherfucker.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 